0: Welcome to the What Matters Most podcast presented by First United Bank & Trust. That's my bank. Visit us today at mybank.com. Hello and welcome to What Matters Most, a podcast all about finances, community, savings, and security for you, your family, and your business. This podcast is brought to you by the helpful folks at my bank, First United Bank & Trust. I'm your host, Eric Nutter, and in today's episode, What Matters Most is the current economic and market review, and for this helpful discussion, I am happy to be joined today by Megan Kissinger, portfolio manager at First United Wealth Management. Hey, Megan, how's it going this morning?
1: Great, Eric. How are you doing? I'm doing well.
0: I'm doing well. You, uh, you, you working from home, or what's your what's your situation during all this?
1: I, I am. I am working from home. I'm comfortably tucked into a corner of our spare bedroom next to our next to our pup here keeping me company oh
0: yeah yeah what's your what's your dog's name
1: uh otto otto a 10 year old beagle
0: oh Oh, so he's he's keeping you warm huh
1: trying to yeah he's um surprisingly quiet for a beagle i never realized that until uh until i had to start working from home
0: he's just respectful for work
1: (laughs) that's that's what it is
0: (laughs) well Thank you for joining me today. I'm really excited to, to kind of talk about um, this, this latest economic market review. Each month, our wealth management department at First United puts together this economic review and this month is no different. And so uh, unfortunately, right now in the markets, things are a bit volatile. We've got uh, the pandemic high on everyone's minds still um, after a couple of months. And uh so I think we should probably just get this out of the way first. Let's talk a little bit about the negatives um what's what's going on in the market Megan
1: yeah, sure. um so currently, you know what the data that we look that we look at on a monthly basis, the negatives certainly outweigh the positives um currently uh we can start with with really what's at the top of everyone's mind uh the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Um, continues to, to ravage most of the populated world. And um, I checked numbers this morning and uh, we have about 1.4 million cases in the U S um, and about 4.35 uh, million worldwide yeah. and, and totaling almost 300,000 deaths. deaths. Um, so, so really that, that continues to play on, to play on everyone's minds Um Social distancing restrictions have have remained in place for for um, most of April. Uh, we are we are slowly transitioning though into a period where states are, are starting to loosen restrictions through through May and June. And uh, more locally speaking, actually Maryland's uh, Governor Hogan last night said that we will begin gradually reopening uh, starting tomorrow evening. Yeah. And 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 uh, really, what we're focusing on is this this reopening is going to, um, allow manufacturing retail, um, and, and, uh, you know, other various, um, you know, salons, places of work, worship services, uh, to resume, um, of course with limitations. Um, so we can, we can go ahead and move over, uh, really to see how this, how this virus is has impacted uh, our jobs our manufacturing uh, GDP mm-hmm. um, so for the month of month of April uh, the us did shed twenty point five million jobs this this was really led by hotels and restaurants as I'm sure most uh, people expected um, and the unemployment rate came in at fourteen point five percent and we anticipate this will will continue to climb into May um, you know, just really comparing those numbers back to pre-COVID, um, before the outbreak, um, you, you look, new jobless claims were, were in the low 200,000 um, each week and, and stood near a 50 year low. And um, the unemployment rate was, was at a half century low of 3.5 percent um, in stark contrast to this 14.5 percent that was just released. Um, so, you know, pre-COVID, pre- uh, um, the economy was really flowing along nicely. Um, and it was really just that abrupt halt in the economy of just everything stopping um, that led to these numbers. Um,
0: right. So the 14.5 percent, is that the worst we've ever had in this country? What's how, In comparison so, to
1: things, where is that? Yeah. So actually, um, 14.5% is the, is the highest rate since the great depression. Hmm. Um, and again, that 35 that we, that we had pre COVID-19 was the lowest rate in 50 years. So huge, huge, huge spread, space. um, between those, between those numbers. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, um, what else, what else you got for us? <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so another, something else that we like to look at that really um, shows us uh, where the economy is at is the Institute for Supply Management's manufacturing um, and non-manufacturing numbers. Um, we'll start with manufacturing, um, makes up about 25, 30% of the economy. Um, it's It's been in contraction territory for for a couple of months now, um, but it did fall further Um down to 41.5% from its uh, 49.1% back in March. Um, Really, all the comments from the executive center around the COVID-19 severely affecting their businesses. Um, You know, parts, like I had mentioned earlier, um, parts of the economy are beginning, or parts of the country are beginning to slowly emerge from this lockdown. But it really will take time before manufacturing starts firing again on on all cylinders, yeah. and and really this number is a reflection of um, the collapse in global demand, um, the ongoing supply chain disruptions, and high levels of uncertainty. Um, and these are all going to pose very significant challenges as we try to emerge from this. Yeah. Um, moving over to uh, to non manufacturing, this is this is the larger part of our economy. This is the service side of our economy. Um a little bit darker. Uh you know, it was it was in um expansion territory, which is any is the reading over 50% is what we look for. Anything over 50% indicates um expansion. Um, so it actually fell to uh forty one point eight percent from fifty two point five percent back in March. Mm-hmm. Um Again, those numbers really stemming from job losses in, uh, in retail, um, hotels, restaurants, uh, really those big service sides, the service side of our economy. Um, you know, it, it plunged to its lowest level since the since the Great Recession. Um, and, it you know, previously we were actually, um, like I had mentioned, um, we had experienced 112 months of straight, months of of positive readings on the non-manufacturing index. So, so, um, but I, I hate to keep bringing up the coronavirus, but again, this really stems from the abrupt halt of, um, of our economy. Um, it, you know, the near collapse in the service side of the economy has, has dragged the U S into what's all but certain to be a deep recession. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, uh, fortunately, our government took quick action. Um, they swooped in to aid hundreds of thousands of desperate companies with, with loans and, and other forms of assistance. Um, and we anticipate that the economy will probably start to recover as soon as states um, begin opening for business. But we do anticipate um, kind of a a delay in that, um, just because. We will have to, to continue our social distancing measures. Um, there are still going to be ongoing worries about, about the virus, and, and that could really delay a return to normal um, in the near future.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure as states um, stagger reopening, because some states, I, I mean, I think I read yesterday that California was looking to not reopen for two or three months. And yeah. other states are opening tomorrow. So it's it, this staggered reopening is probably not going to assist anything from that standpoint either.
1: No, we're really going to see kind of this trickling in um, of, of this recovery. It's certainly going to be going to be slow. Um, there is a there is a fear of of a second wave hitting this fall. So, um, you know, it's really dependent on testing. Uh testing being released um and the the possibility of a vaccination hopefully within the next year that's that's really going to get the economy back back in humming.
0: okay all right any other uh any other points on the negative side
1: um yeah so um the last the last point i'd really like to to mention is um is the the first the first report the advanced report on first quarter gdp was released, and uh, that did come in uh, lower than what we anticipated. Um, It indicated that the economy declined at an annual rate of 4.8%, and the consensus forecast had uh, declined in the 3% range. Um, But it is important to to keep in mind that this is an advanced report. Um, There still are two other revisions as uh, they get more data and, uh, this, this can create a little volatility in these numbers. So, but G- GDP did come in a little bit lower, um, than anticipated. Um, our expectation though, is that, uh, Q- the second quarter will be the largest negative decline. Um, and keep in mind that two back-to-back quarters of negative, negative decline is a technical recession. Um, but. But looking at scenarios going forward and kind of what our anticipation is um, as, as we move forward is that um, the, the third quarter of this year, um, starting into the fall, could, could potentially be negative. Um, but we think it's going to be closer to the 0% level. And then moving in to, to round out the year, fourth quarter, we, we really anticipate that being zero to slightly positive. Um, but again, this this all really depends on what takes place, not only in the U.S. but but globally as well. Right. Um, again, really depending on that testing and and that vaccination.
0: Hmm. Wow. Well, it's a uh, it's a pretty picture you've painted there, Megan. That's. Uh... <laughs> well, let's... I
1: wish I had better news. <laughs>
0: Well, speaking of better news, it's it's not it's not all bad. So, um, no, can, are there some are there some positives that you can give us uh, from the review?
1: Yes, there are certainly some positives. It's not all bad news. <laughs> um, you know, I had mentioned previously that that um, the Fed swooped in very quickly. Um, really, has not wavered in its aggressive response to the pandemic, um, as you recall. The, the Fed did cut the, the fed funds rate um, to zero to 0.25 percent so essentially zero um, in in uh, its initial 700 billion quantitative easing program was superseded by open-ended um, QE uh, the Fed provided a backstop funding for the, um, the commercial paper funding facility and um, all the money market funds and in strengthened uh the primary dealer credit facility. Um, So mainly the Fed has guaranteed the bank and credit market liquidity that was lacking back during the, during the great recession, back in 09. Um, So really what the Fed has, has been very well received and has done very well reining in um, all the uncertainty in the market and has really provided that liquidity that was lacking previously. and, and something else that we've noticed um, as, a res- as a response from from the Fed, um, many of the of the bid ask spreads, particularly in the fixed income, think bonds, have um, have has really came in significantly from their widest points. So um, you know they're not back to the to the levels that they were um, pre COVID nineteen, but but we've really seen a recovery in the in those bid ask spreads. Okay. Um, and I, I know we touched on on the jobs report, and I was pretty bleak on that. But but there were some bright spots actually in the in the jobs report that we can that we can focus on. Um, there, you know, unfortunately, a lot of people are are out of work right now. But we do anticipate that um, roughly eight mil, eighteen million of those um, are temporary furloughs, and we do expect them to recall by be uh, recalled by their companies um, when the government begins rescinding the mandatory shelter-in-place order for non-essential workers and begins to slowly reopen the economy in coming months. Um, also, there was a slight uptick um, in earnings growth. Um, that's that's a positive and, and a negative because really what you can pull from that is um, it, was a, it was a 4.7% spike um, in the amount of money workers earn per hour. Um, so that's good. You know, it's showing that wages are increasing, but what it can also indicate is that there was, um, a discrepancy in, in who was laid off. So really those right. lower income or workers were laid off. Um, whereas the higher income workers, were in positions to where they could work from home. Um, again, those are, you know, those are the the jobs that are, um, restaurant workers, hotel workers and and stuff that you can't really work from home. You know, um, those are dependent on you being present at your place of work. So, but we do anticipate that, um, about 90%, a little over 90% of those, um, furloughed workers are, will, will be back to work in the near future.
0: Okay. So uh, I, I appreciate the, the the positive takes there. Um, before we get to listener questions, do you have any uh, the conclusions you want to kind of wrap up with the, your thoughts on this or did you have more to say in the on the positive
1: side?
2: Um,
1: you know it's, we we continue to watch closely as, as states preopen. Um, twenty six states uh, represent about fifty eight percent of GDP are doing so in phases. And this, this comes as nearly three in every four Americans say they would retur- return to work immediately if allowed. Hmm. Um, and respondents are really excited about slowly re- revisiting restaurants and, and hair salons and barber shops. <laughs> you know, you, you don't want to see me right now. I haven't been to the salon in months. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're all going to need about a week <laughs> to prepare ourselves Just to, to go back to bit. work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know and and um, something that we can maybe discuss a little bit more is um, really um, you know equity equity markets have have been slowly recovering um, and and but what we've noticed from that is that in this partial recovery um, it's this this pandemic has really created winners and losers and is weighing particularly hard on small mid-sized businesses. But what we've noticed, like I said, is, um, you know, companies that have better balance sheets um, are really weathering the storm fairly well and are recovering rapidly. Um, And and economically, um, looking economically, our base case remains that the the sweeping restrictions on activity in the U.S., Europe, and Asia will begin to ease by this by this summer again, a lot of uncertainty surrounding this. Um but but we do feel that um that this recovery will um will, will resemble what they call a U shape. Um so that what that does is it pretends a, a some volatile, some rocky times, but a relatively short period of slow and choppy growth this summer um and fall, but before really restarting a more sustained advance towards the end of twenty twenty and beginning of of 2021, and reaching those growth levels that we saw at the end of 2019, um, on a consistent basis, it'll it'll take a little more time to recapture those. Um, and again, we're going to need that that testing and those vaccinations. But we do anticipate um, that U shaped recovery.
0: Hmm. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's optimistic. That sounds good. Well, let's let's jump into a listener question that we have for you here, Megan. Um, so uh, as a reminder, you can always submit your questions by visiting mybank.com slash podcast or by emailing us at podcast at And our question for you today, Megan, comes from John. And he is talking about all the different programs that the government has um, put in place, the the SBA PPP program for businesses um, to get people, you know, back in employment and, and getting their paychecks, um, the stimulus checks that went out to, to many Americans um, and all the other programs that are out there to try and help stimulate the economy. Is that helping? Is that working?
1: Yeah. Yeah, certainly. Um, you know, as I mentioned previously, um, the response from the, from the Fed has been very well received and, and has really helped rein in that uncertainty that was going on in the market, which um, can really is reflected in the recovery that we've seen so far in the S&P 500, um, which, you know, at the end of April was up 27% from its, its March 23rd low. Um, so yeah, yeah, certainly I think that it's, it's helped put some confidence back into the market. It's really helped um, level out that volatility um, that we were seeing previously. Um, and and so yeah i think it's been very well received um and i I do anticipate um some continued volatility but we don't you know the fed really hasn't wavered from its aggressive response to the pandemic um and and we feel that it will be quick to act if needed in the future um you know in its policy um but no certainly so far it's been very very positive and has really help calm the market
0: good good well thank you for answering that so megan i want to sincerely thank you for joining me today and providing helpful insights for for our listeners if any of them would have a question or want to learn more what's the best way they can get the support they need
1: yeah so um you know i i strongly encourage you to to reach out to your wealth advisor um and if you know if you want to uh to speak with somebody from first united directly um, please visit mybank.com slash wealth to to locate your nearest advisor and we would be happy to to speak with you
0: awesome awesome megan thanks again for joining me that brings us to the end of our show you can always find more episodes by visiting mybank.com slash podcast or on your favorite podcast app You can also always leave feedback, ask questions, or request a topic for us to discuss by sending an email to podcast at mybank.com. We're thankful for you to be listening. We'll be back next week with more helpful content. But until then, we wish you the best in focusing on what matters most to you.
2: First United, my bank for life. This document is a general communication being provided for informational purposes only. It is educational in nature and not designed to be taken as advice or a recommendation for any specific investment product, strategy, plan, feature, or other purpose in any jurisdiction, nor is it a commitment from First United Bank & Trust, or any of its subsidiaries to participate in any of the transactions mentioned herein. Any examples are generic, hypothetical, and for illustration purposes only. This material does not contain sufficient information to support an investment decision and should not be relied upon in evaluating the merits of investing in any securities or products. In addition, users should make independent assessment of the legal, regulatory, credit, and accounting implications and determine together with their own professional advisors if any investment mentioned herein is believed to be suitable to their personal goals. Investors should ensure that they obtain all available relevant information before making any investment. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, or investment techniques and strategies set out are for information purposes only based on certain assumptions and current market conditions Both past performance and yields are not reliable indicators of current and future results.